Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. tribe what's going on guys thank you for tuning in to today's show 
Yeah. On today's show, we interviewed Dr. Terry Apter and Terry is a psychologist, a writer, and a former senior tutor at Newham College in Cambridge. Um, her books on family dynamics, identity, and relationships have received international acclaim. And most recently, her book, Passing Judgment, Praise and Blame in Everyday Life, is exactly what we talked about in today's show. And we haven't really dedicated a show specifically to judgment and how it affects us individually in in our relationship. So we are happy to have Dr. Apter on the show to dive into this topic. And some of the things might surprise you in understanding that it's okay to have judgment in our lives, but we need to understand how it affects us and be sure that we are not really letting it rule our lives and that also ties into praise and blame and Dr. Apter dives into the research and how this can help us improve our relationships. And one of the the biggest takeaways from this episode that I love, and it's actually one thing we've talked about uh, in the show before is making sure that you give five praises to your partner for every one negative blame or negative statement that you do because that really counteracts and it's it's really necessary to have a thriving relationship to, to find that balance. So I love that she mentioned that um, because it is so, so important. That's a great point, Sarah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that praise. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a bit sarcastic there, which is also important. The praise, I mean, thank oh. you for that point. Mm. I'm not being sarcastic, but... As Dr. Apter explains, it's important that the praise is not for for ourselves individually, and it's actually something Authentic. that the person values. So mm. check that out and ignore my lame jokes in the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Before we jump into today's interview, we want to tell you about our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign yes. me up. <laughs> then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show. Relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along. But we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. 
And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Terry, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Well, it's my pleasure to be on your show. Today, we're going to talk about judgments and how it affects us individually and in relationships and really all aspects of our lives. You've written a book on it, and there's really just a lot to cover. We're excited because we haven't really talked about this with over 250 episodes and counting, and it seems like something really important. That's why we wanted to have you on the show to discuss. So why don't we start with having you tell us a little bit about judgment and and how it's in our lives. We may not even know it, how we're constantly judging others and also worrying about others' judgment of us. And then we'll take it from there. Okay, well, I think it's interesting that you haven't had um, a program about judgment, and that's precisely why I wrote about it, because I think it is in our lives all the time, and yet we are not always aware of it. And as a matter of fact, we think we should overcome it, uh, so that normally talking about being judgmental is saying that uh, you have a flaw, you shouldn't be judgmental. But the more I looked at how we make judgments in our daily lives, I realized that um, you can't avoid making judgment. We are we are judgment making creatures. In fact, we all have a constantly running judgment meter where we have a positive or a negative effect to anyone we meet, to most of the interchanges we have with people. And this goes back, well, it goes way back if you think about how our psychology, how minds and our interests have evolved. So um, humans are basically social creatures. I mean, we would not um, have survived. We would not survive on our own. We really need, and from you know the earliest of, of humanity, um, we needed people, humans needed other people. They lived in social groups. And that meant that you needed to cooperate with other people at least some of the time. You needed to help people at least some of the time. Um, and to do that, you also had to teach younger people the rules of the game. How can you ensure that you're included in this group? How do you have to behave? And whom do you trust and whom should you avoid? That's a big thingy. That's, um, you know, very, very basic to survival. 
uh, if we're living together, whom do I trust and who should I avoid? And so that's the very elemental, basic form of, of judgment. And we, because we're so dependent on other people, we need to be accepted by them and we need to read their responses to us. We need to know whether they're accepting us, whether they're disapproving of us. And, um, you know, that we don't have to blindly follow them for their approval or, you know, sometimes we can we can take on their disapproval, but we have to know where it lies. And the great psychologist William James said, I would not have been alive today had I not learned how to read the uh, approval or disapproval in the faces of other people. This is very basic. We're always looking at other people and not only assessing them in terms of how we judge them, but also keeping an eye out for how they judge us. And so that's, you know, as it were, the evolutionary story. It's very important to us. In fact, uh, the large human brain is large partly because so much of it is a social brain computing what other people are doing and how this affects me. But if you look at our individual lives, you know, we're born into relationships of love and care. And one of the first things the infant uh, notices is whether a parent is um, engaged with the infant, looking at the infant with warm curiosity, saying, I want to get to know who you are. I think you're wonderful. We as infants really need this. And it floods the infant brain with all sorts of warming chemicals. And they don't only make the infant feel good and safe, they also help that brain to grow. And in infants where you don't have that warm, embracing, praise-like attention, they feel very stressed. And with stress hormones in the brain, you get a much more rigid brain, it doesn't grow. Uh, You don't get that proliferation of neural connections. It's a great disadvantage. And of course, parents are always using praise and blame, judgment, um, as a teaching tool. And the um, psychologist Chaim Gino, who was working um, in the 1960s, said, you know, praise is a potent medicine. It's much more powerful than any kind of blame, any kind of scolding. So you should use praise. But he warned, like any medicine, it has to come with um, warnings about allergies and dosage and how you do it because it can be misused. And if you look at the whole, um, uh, the whole history of parenting um, philosophy, it's really based on how do you praise and how do you blame a child? So we've gone through, and you know, in the past 30 years, there have been many fashions. And about 30 years ago, the fashion was you should feed children a steady diet of praise. You should praise them just for turning up. You should praise them for anything they do. You should always say they're wonderful. But now it's recognized that that kind of submersive praise is really very confusing to a child. 
you know, what am I doing right? Um, what happens if I don't do something right? And um, they're working at it all the time to see what it is that's being praised. And it's very confusing. It's also been found that if you tell a kid, oh, you're great, you're smart, um, you know, you can do anything, that the child can feel more worried about taking on challenges than if you just praise the child for um, work well done. And you point out that work well done means you have to work at it. You have to persevere. It's not always going to be easy. So that's where we are now in um, changing fashions or changing evidence um, about the power of praise in children. But it's really so important that, um, you know, you can you can trace the entire history of parenting philosophies according to advice about praise and whether you should blame a lot or whether you should avoid blame. So there is a lot to unpack with with judgment ranging from, as you're describing, like how we feel it in in childhood and, and then obviously bring that into our adult relationship. So let's zero in on adult relationships and try to understand how our judgments affect our relationships and how we can think about that. I think it was important that you mentioned that we are social creatures and there's this cliche of like, don't judge or I'm not going to judge you. So maybe you can start with talking about that in in relation to our intimate relationships and how we can ask ourselves maybe if we're being too judgmental in, in how we can navigate that? Well, um, when it comes to our very intimate relationships, so let's say a romantic love relationship, um, the ideal is I accept you for who you are. Um, I love you unconditionally and I would never judge you. That's the ideal. But the fact is that the closer we are to someone, the more we judge them. There's a much wider range of judgment. So I don't just care um, whether they're good upstanding citizens, um, whether they pay their bills on time, whether they're reliable. You know, I care about um, are they listening to me? Are they listening enough? Do they get me? Um, uh, are, Are they thoughtful? Um, are they helpful? Um, are they, um, uh, you know, are they making me ashamed of, are they embarrassing me, I guess? Um, shame, coming, worrying about shame sort of comes, comes much later and is, is um, a, you know, a very hot topic. But so you're, you know, it's a myth that you will not judge someone who is close to you. In fact, the closer you are, the more you'll be judging them. And of course, the more you care about their judgment of you. And when you look at uh, couples, uh, which I did for this book, then a lot of, uh, a lot of um, conversation that would in most contexts seem neutral could, between couples, be packed with judgment. So. Um, I see you've mend. I see the 
kitchen tap is now working. Uh, you know, it's no longer leaking. Now, that could be praise. Oh, you've sorted it out. Thank you so much. Uh, I can rely on you. You've really helped me. I'm relieved about that. That's very nice. On the other hand, it could mean, well, finally, you've done it. I've been on at you for so long. You've taken a really long time. And it was just a little thing. And now it's finally done. Well, great. Uh, but there's all of these other things to do that I can't really rely on you to do. Now, couples will pick up on that the packed meaning of such a little statement, such as, you know, the, sink, the, the tap's no longer leaking. And whether they see it as praise or whether they see it as blame will be very clear in the follow-up conversations because blame, you know, within a couple uh, really raises the emotional temperature and um, it will be very difficult for the talk to flow. Uh, there may be counter accusations. There may be sulks. But with praise, it just oils the wheels. And uh, there's usually reciprocal praise and showing of appreciation. Um, so uh, that, that view that you're not judging someone because you're very close to them um, is is just a myth. I mean, you may love them unconditionally in the sense that you are not going to stop feeling attached to them. You're not going to stop caring about them. But frankly, it's never unconditional. And, and I mean that also in terms of parents and children, because, you know, children care enormously about whether their parents are proud of them, whether their parents are okay with them. Um, and they may know that a parent isn't actually going to leave them or abandon them, but that doesn't stave off that awful, primitive terror of being disapproved of by a parent. And we take that into a marriage. You know, I love you unconditionally. Well, maybe I'll always be attached to you. I'll always care for you. But that doesn't mean um, you know, that I'm going to have that warm approval that we think of as an essential part of a comfortable love. Let's take a minute to tell you about today's sponsors. BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor from the comfort of your home. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to leave your house. It's super convenient and helpful using BetterHelp. And once you use the service, it'll be super easy to know why so many people are using BetterHelp. BetterHelp is growing so much that they've actually had to start recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And it's not self-help. It is professional counseling and it's one of the best ways to improve your relationship, reach your goals, and really just improve your overall mental health. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash I do. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Trivia Star. 
Do you enjoy challenging yourself with trivia? If you're the one that always knows a trivia answer, now you can test your knowledge with Trivia Star. Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's been entertaining and super challenging to play. You can choose from categories like music, sports, movie, TV, animals, and celebrities. There are over 60 different categories to choose from, so there's always more category to explore. My favorite category is music. You guys knew I'm music lover. So I love exploring that category and really learning a lot from all the different trivia questions that I don't know the answers to. And the questions get harder over time. But if you get stuck, don't worry. You can use coins and gems to get a hint and beat the level. And yeah, I'm still using a lot of those coins to get hints. Makes me feel good and be able to beat the level and trivia star has over 2000 five-star reviews in the apple store so a lot of people are loving it out there right now trivia star is offering you 2500 coins and 500 gems when you download and play just go to the apple store or the google store and search trivia star again search trivia star and enjoy 2500 coins and 500 gems Download Trivia Star for free today. Your voice matters. My voice matters. And every eligible voter has the right to make their voice matter. I was lucky enough to vote in my first presidential election the year I turned 18. And I haven't missed a presidential election yet because I know how lucky I am that I'm able to exercise my right to vote. But not everyone can say the same. Unfortunately, there are many African Americans, Latino Americans, Native Americans, Asian Americans, young people, and people with disabilities that are being prevented from exercising their right to share their vision of America. Whether it's making it harder for them to register to vote, closing polling places, or rejecting lawful ballots, we need to make sure that every eligible voter who wants to vote can vote. And your vote can help make that difference. You don't have to wait until November 3rd to cast your ballot. Be an October voter. In most states, you can vote early in October. Request your mail ballot, return your completed ballot in the mail or in person, or vote early at an early voting location. There's no time to waste. Treat every day like election day to make sure all voices are heard. Make a plan to vote be an October voter. Visit andstillivote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. Again, that's andstillivote.org to join the fight for voting rights today. Paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund. How would somebody change that? I mean, I would assume that Although you said like, you know, judgments are natural human characteristics. If that was me and I was giving a judgmental response to Chase, I would want to change that. I wouldn't want to give that type of response and instead change my the way I'm um, speaking to him to be more in in a praising sense. So how can somebody become aware of that and start to change the way that they're responding to their partner? Okay, well, first of all, we have to uh, accept that praise is a judgment just like blame is. You know, when you're Mm -hmm. praising someone, you're making a judgment. It's a positive judgment, Mm -hmm. but it's still a judgment. 
So your brain is still making the judgment. And I would say, no, you're not going to switch off that judgment meter. You know, you, you have a huge amount invested in the relationship going well. Preserve that and support it, but not by shutting off the judgment meter. Just be more aware of what is happening and how you do it well. So um, one way you do it well is that, um, well, let me start with the negative. One way you do it well is by um, noticing how not to blame someone, you know, how not to find fault. And the first thing is that when something's going wrong, when something's bothering you, don't globalize it. Focus on the specific thing at fault. You've been pretty slow about calling the plumber um, and you said you'd do it. So it'd be really good if you did do it, as opposed to I can't depend upon you. You don't do anything you're supposed to. You're lazy. So, the you know, you can't do anything. You're totally useless. That would be a globalizing blame based on um, a specific complaint, let's say. Sometimes you couples have a problem and instead of focusing on the problem, like, um, you know, the, the um, car insurance has run out, uh, what are we going to do about it? They point a finger at one another and say, you know, it's your fault, you aren't doing this. Um, but, um, and then when we get to the positive thing, it's very important to realize that Blame has much more heft and longevity in a relationship than praise. So the uh, very careful studies that have looked at marriages and said and noticed how important praise and blame are in um, either sustaining or breaking a marriage, they found that um, every time you blame someone in a marriage, the only way to mend it is by adding five incidents of praise. Praise you need more of to mend um, any episode of, of blame. But you also have to be careful about praise because praise has to be um, sympathetic to what it is the person you're praising wants and values. So if, um, some, if a, someone says to his or her spouse, um, you know, you, you're so reliable, um, I'm going to let you pack my bag or go to the cleaners. Uh, I can always rely on you. Thanks so much. Well, that's actually, in a way, trapping someone in a role that he or she may not want. Or you could praise someone for being so strong, um, uh, you know, always having courage, always solving the problem. Well, that might not help either because some, the person who's being praised for being strong might sometimes want to be weak, might sometimes want to show vulnerability. And so if you praise someone in some ways, then that person may feel you're saying, this is what I need you to be. I'll be uncomfortable if you're anything other than that. 
So um, good praise is being very sensitive to what it is the other values. You know, I really appreciated you doing this for me. Um, I thought you were very clever. Um, I thought that was a good solution. That was a very helpful remark. Um, anything that will really boost what the per, uh, you know what your partner values is the kind of praise you're after. And there's no rule book because you have to know your partner very well. What I say is that good praise, effective praise has ears. It listens. It notices what the other person values and what that other person needs to be for you. So that's not an easy answer to your very difficult question, but I hope it's helpful because I, the, 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 the fact is you're not going to not judge, but you have to be aware of the power of your judgment and you have to try to use it well and fairly. And then you're much more likely to have, um, uh, you know, a, a strong and healthy and positive relationship. There are rarely easy answers when it yeah. comes to complicated <laughs> things like relationships, but those are great things to think about and they take work. So we have to put them into practice. And I just want to emphasize you saying that, that the research showing that we need to have five instances of praise, basically for every instance of blame. And that's important, I feel like, because even like when trying to work on the relationship and implement things, it can feel like it's just always blame and it, everything is, is got a, a negative connotation, even if it's coming from like a place of positivity of like, hey, let's work on our communication. To me, that's almost, that's like blame, like our communication is not good. And so it's okay, but making sure that we're, we're adding the praise in is, is something important to remember. Um, it certainly is. I mean, it was quite an eye opener um, when um, that that the importance of judgment in marriages was recognized, because for years and years, psychologists didn't really understand why some marriages succeeded and some marriages failed. So, you know, there was a lot of data based on surveys or questionnaires that didn't really help. And then there were some clinical samples. But in order to really get to grips of it, you needed very time-consuming research that was looking actually at couples talking to one another. And when that was done, and when that was followed over a period of many, many years, it was discovered that you actually could predict which marriages would succeed and which would fail. And you could test this if you followed the couples long enough. You could which uh, couples would thrive and which would fail on the basis of the number of um, praise messages and the number of blame messages. So there could be a couple that argued a lot and maybe a couple who blamed a lot, <laughs> blamed each other a lot. But as long as there was even more um, positive interaction, um, positive, you know, really effective praise, then that marriage would not be in trouble. 
And likewise, you could have a marriage where there wasn't much communication and there wasn't much blame. But if there was more blame than praise, then that marriage was not likely to last. So, you know, what we know about judgment really needs to be taken into account in um, how to maintain a marriage. Let's talk a little bit about someone who has someone in their life, uh, let's say a partner, and they just feel like that partner is always judging them, like everything they do. And while we're recognizing judgment can be important, obviously it can be toxic. So how can they address the issue of, of a partner who's always judging them? And then from that judgmental partner's point of view, let's say they're open to changing. How can they think about not being so judgmental? Okay, well, let's start with the second one, the the one who, uh, the partner who is judgmental in a negative way, but wants to change. And so um, I think what you start with is saying, um, you know, you have very high standards, you are very engaged with what your partner is, is doing, um, and you know, what are your aims? Um, are you wanting to improve your partner? Are you wanting to change the partner? And those are a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Either of those would be a bad sign. But or are you, do you just want to communicate? Do you really want to communicate and say, you know, this is what I need? In which case, be very specific when you, you know, if you want to complain about something or say something isn't right or say we should do something different, then be very clear that, um, you know, be specific, don't globalize. Uh, Something is wrong as opposed to you're a mess, you're a failure. Um, The other thing is, is focus on the problem. How are we going to sort this out as opposed to it's always your fault or even worse, you're the one who makes me do this. You're the one who makes me complain. You're the one who makes me judge you. That's, um, that's a terrible, that's a terrible thing. You're, you're saying, you know, I'm a really good person. So I would be reasonable if it weren't for you. Um, that, that, that's blame indeed. And so you want to avoid that. And um, you want to make sure that you're aware of the context in which you, um, you know, blame someone or also make sure that you deliver a lot of praise. So, you know, okay, I can't help myself. I'm a little bit of a control freak and I'm bound to um, complain about what my spouse does, correct her or whatever. And, um, but, but I can take a deep breath and tell her what I appreciate about her and how helpful she is um, and, um, you know, how I love her and how important she is and how I value her. So I'm going to talk about all those good things too. So that's what the person who himself or herself has a problem um, in, in providing too much negative judgment in the, in the marriage. As for the one who's on the receiving end, 
I think it very much depends. You know, you could you could think about a, a, a range of scenarios. So it could be the one who receives the praise is very uh, sorry. Who re- the one who receives the blame is um, nonetheless basically com- confident and quite quick, and she could mock him. Um, you know, oh really? I haven't done anything right today, or. Oh, really? I dropped the keys, so I must be a total klutz. You know, she could point it out gently, indicating this is a shared problem they have, that communication in the marriage isn't so good. Um, And, um, you know, if she's sufficiently confident that her partner loves her, then that would be one way to do it. Point out when. Um, the blame is being passed on to her, uh, pointed out, but without retaliating or without being defensive. However, if the person who is receiving the blame is um, a little bit depressed, has a low self-image, maybe even thinks he or she deserves it, then it's a much more difficult thing to do um, because that person won't stand up for her or his self and will, and will think, you know, I deserve this. Um, I'm feeling awful. The marriage is making me feel awful. Um, you know, the only thing I can do is take this or leave. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's why, that's why fixing a relationship needs a lot of time because you really do need layers and layers of context and, you know, what the history is, what the assumptions are and what the needs are. Yes, it takes time and energy and work. These things don't happen on their own. And oftentimes we are engaging in habits that we learn from childhood. And yeah, that's why we love having people like yourself on the show to get these tools, to bring these things into our awareness and be able to implement them ourselves and share with our audience. So thank you so much for that, Terry. Before we move on to the bonus round of questions, are there any things you want to emphasize about what we've talked about so far, or maybe something that we skipped over that you'd like to bring to our attention? Well, I think what you need um, in a a marriage is sort of humility. And uh, it might be better, instead of Uh, um, entering a marriage and saying, I'll never judge you and I'll love you unconditionally, you could say something like, um, I know that we will judge each other. I know we'll misunderstand each other, but I'll always try to be fair. And um, I'll always try, I'll always show you that I value you. And um, I might sometimes need help in understanding you. And I might sometimes um, lose it and say things that I don't mean, but I'll always work hard to, um, you know, emphasize how much I do value you. I think, you know, that implicit contract in marriage, quite apart from the marriage vows, but that I'll never judge you should be set aside and something more realistic in its place. That is a beautiful way mm, to yes. to frame things. 
So thank you for that, Terry. Uh, we've we've never heard that recommendation quite like that. So very valuable. Now let's go into our bonus round of questions. What is one actionable daily tip that can help improve a relationship? The praise is important, but you have to be careful with praise because you have to get it right. It has to be sensitive to what the person herself or himself values. So you don't want to praise someone for, um, you know, being really nice to my mother when what she really wants is to be her own person, something like that. But yeah, praise is important, um, but it's not easy to get it right. What is one book or resource you would recommend for our listeners? Well, I'm assuming you mean something other than Passing Judgment, (laughs) which is my book. I would recommend John Gottman's um, Why Marriages Succeed and Fail. And that's a very good account of the research that went into highlighting the importance of praise versus blame and the magic ratio of five instances of praise to any one of blame. What is one piece of advice you'd give to newlyweds or engaged couples on the beginning of a long-term relationship journey? Oh, that's, um, that's a big one. Um, I would say, look, you're in love. And when you're in love, your uh, body is awash with hormones that shut down all your critical facilities. You just don't look at the other critically now. That's wonderful. And, you know, if you're, if you're lucky, quite a lot of that will be sustained throughout the relationship. But don't worry when it isn't. And the most important thing is that when you do feel, when you do are able to look critically at the other, focus on the specific things. Don't ever say, don't ever blame the person globally for who he or she is, because that's the most shaming thing there is. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't apologize. If the fault is just because of who you are, then you're stuck. There's nothing you can do. There's no repair back. So that's one thing to avoid. Um, But the most important thing is to show that what you appreciate in that person. And don't be floored, don't be thrown, don't be disillusioned if you're also critical sometimes. And lastly, what advice would you give our single listeners or those who are dating that are searching for love? Well, often today when people are dating, um, they are very critical. They have a list. um, They tick things off. um, And they have lots and lots of deal breakers. They have, um, in other words, a judgment meter that's hyper. And in order to form a relationship that you really have to tone it down. You have to not be matching what the person is doing against some test 
that's already in your mind. You want to find out who that person is, what they value, um, and take it from there. It's not something, you know, you want to set aside that, um, here's my template of what a good date partner should be, and does this person match, and always looking back and forth to that. That's not a way to embark on a relationship. Um, and then I, you know, I, w- I w- would wish them, wish them well, whether they stay single or whether they, um, whether they find a partner. There are, you know, we didn't talk about praise and blame and friendships, but friendships can be enormously important in saying, whatever you do, however you mess up, I think you're really great. Um, and I can see positive things in you, you know, even when other people in the world can't. Well, Terry, thank you so much for all of the great information in today's show. Our listeners can find all the links to your book and website in our show notes and on our website, idopodcast.com. And again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Well, it's been a pleasure. Great talking to you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, It's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com